Okay, now I know that you've seen the Google Peg Man. It's that little yellow character in Google Maps that you can magically just drop right onto a map. But Peg Man does not have to be that little yellow character. I don't know if you know this. A little fun fact for you. There are a few Google Pegman Easter eggs that puts the Pegman in different costumes. So, like, for example, if you're searching around Buckingham Palace, the Google Pegman, well, becomes a queen. That's right. Gets dressed up as a queen. Yes. Uh, if you're in Area 51, Pegman transforms into an alien figure. And if you search for the Loch Ness in Google Maps, the Pegman turns into a sea monster. I mean, this isn't just this is like some really fun stuff for everybody to try out. You know, and I think I finally made it big in my life, finally, after all these years in broadcasting, because today, this morning, as I was driving back from the dry cleaners, as I approached my driveway, one of the world's biggest companies said to me, you've arrived. I was like, oh, that's so great. Thank you, Google Maps. And welcome to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. Just a quick reminder that we're brought to you by GetTheCurrent.com. It's tech news and tips you can use right now. There's no ads, absolutely free. And you might be saying, well, there's no ads and it's free. How do they make money? Well, we're not. That's why we need you to get it. That's right. GetTheCurrent.com. Once again, that's GetTheCurrent.com. And joining us this week, we have our amazing content queen and our very own crypto gal, Allie Seligman. Allie, what are you going to be sharing with us today? I have some browser news, and I'm going to tell you about one of the biggest crypto scams out there so you can avoid it. Bum, 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 bum. See, we can't even afford sound effects, by the way, just <laughs> letting you know that. Um, and joining us, as always, too, we have our very own battery bad boy, Baron barbecuing Ben Bradley, trusty news director. Hello there, Ben. Hi, Kim. Coming up for me, you know, it's a bad idea already to download free movies online, but it's especially bad if they star certain actors. Of details on that and mm. privacy and mental health apps that don't do so great when it comes to protecting your data. Mm, shocker there. That was really shocking. I mean, seriously, I know that story. And you better hang out till the end because that's when Ben's going to be talking about that. And then we have our very own magnificent millennial, Matthew Hoffel. Matt, what's going on in your world? We are going to talk a little bit about a Chinese space conspiracy as well as a way to redesign your rooms online and how a TikTok sound went insanely viral. And just a quick reminder, too, that at the very end of this podcast, well, there is a funny joke. Well, there's more than one funny joke. There's actually a few funny jokes, three to be exact. And it's going to be up to you guys and gals to figure out which is the funniest one. I'd like to know <laughs> that. And we're going to get started already with the news. These are important tech developments to keep you in the know. And there's this controversy involving social media. I know, really, something new. Well, this one's about Elon Musk and Twitter. And so because Elon Musk has taken over Twitter, people are racing online saying, I am getting rid of Twitter. I don't like Elon Musk. I'm never going to be on Twitter again because he's going to do bad things. But are they really quitting Twitter? So I'm going to call these things social media mass exodus events. See, remember back when Facebook, when that whole Cambridge Analytica fiasco happened? People say, I'm quitting Facebook. That's it. I'm never going to be on Facebook again. I hate Facebook. So now the latest one is Elon Musk and, of course, Twitter. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal, this is where it ends. 70% of all Americans use social media. The Pew Research Center says that the number has remained pretty steady for the last five years. Now, you always read like 
Twitter goes down, Facebook goes up, Instagram goes down, TikTok goes up, Snapchat goes down, or whatever it may be. But at the end, nobody really goes anywhere. <laughs> so <laughs> all these people threaten to quit, and they never quit, and the social media numbers just stay the same. And speaking of, I'm not quitting social media, and I'd really like you to follow us. Okay, so you can go to... Twitter.com slash Kim Commando. Allie, where would they go on Instagram? Shockingly, Instagram.com slash Kim Commando. And Matt, where would that be on Facebook? I believe it's Facebook.com slash, oh, hold on, um, Kim Commando? Yes. And Ben, <laughs> where do they go on Pinterest? I'm sensing a trend here. So I'm going <laughs> to say Pinterest.com slash Kim Commando. Wow. You know what? Whew. And they said we couldn't afford to hire the best. I mean, you guys are really good. Okay, so Ben, you're up next. Talk to us about free movies and who's the actor. Oh, yeah. So you go online and you search for free movies or TV shows. You'll see all kinds of results. A couple of reasons you shouldn't even do it. One, uh, it's a crime to download pirated content. You know, you see all those piracy <laughs> warnings and everything. Okay, that's true. Second, you might not be getting the real thing. And even if you do... There's going to be an added bonus of malware in just a lot of it. Mm. And uh, now an interesting report courtesy of uh, what is Surfshark VP. And they came up with this list of actors that are most dangerous to search for in conjunction with free movies online. Um, anyway, these links come back with lots of malware. Uh, the top five male actors, I'm going to start at the fifth. Liam Neeson, Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Jake Gyllenhaal, and the number one actor associated with malicious links. Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah. But, like, really? why? Yeah. <laughs> and then top five female actors, again, starting at fifth, Emily Blunt, Sandra Bullock, Rachel McAdams, and nearly, nearly tied for first, Margot Robbie and Kate Winslet. Oh. No Titanic for you. No. No, no, no Titanic. My heart goes on. You know, <laughs> um, speaking of Robert De Niro, this is, like, the funniest thing my mother did. And so she was in Las Vegas, and they were filming that movie, Casino. Okay. So they were, like, at the MGM or someplace like that. And she's just strolling around, walking around, you know, with her cup of quarters and chips and trying to figure out where to go. And she's trying to figure out where she should cash out. Okay. And I'm, like, at an arm's length away from her. So I'm watching all of this go down. And so she sees, like, some red velvet ropes, and she sees a guy in, like, a red vest. And she goes up to the guy, and she says, Hi, excuse me, where do I take my chips? You know, because she had that New York accent. Where do I get my money back, you know? <laughs> and the guy standing next to him says, Lady, see the ropes? You shouldn't have gone around the ropes. We're filming a movie here right now. <laughs> and she says, Oh, movie schmoovie. I just need to cash in my chips. Where do I go? And then the guy says to her, you don't know who this is? This is Bobby De Niro. This is Robert De Niro right here that you just what? asked where you should cash your chips in. And then without flinching, she says, Bobby De Niro, I thought you had, I thought you're dead. I thought you already died. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. okay. You know what? He did like a movie a year after that. Honestly, if you go look at his career after he did Casino, he was like movie after movie after movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he went to his agent and said, the American public, they think I'm dead. What are you doing? I mean, what's going on? All right, Allie, what's going on with the browsers? All right, all together now, which browser is the most popular? Chrome. Chrome, of course. Yes, yes. it's Chrome. But there is a new number two. There's a bathroom joke here. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to make it. Dethroning <laughs> Safari. 
is Microsoft oh. Edge. <laughs> Really? Microsoft Edge? Indeed. Edge wow. debuted back in 2015 to replace Internet Explorer. The problem was it wasn't very good and no one was using it. So after three years of, yeah, no one really using it, Microsoft said, this isn't going to work. They rebuilt it on Chromium, which is the code used for Google Chrome. Makes sense, right? Chrome was the big leader. Why not? Chromium, Chrome, yes. Exactly. Well, Edge has gotten a lot better in the last couple of years. I use it myself, and it just slid into the number two slot. It's got about 10% of desktop market share. Safari's down to 9.6%. Fourth is Firefox, Mm. around 8%. Then Opera. And then, wouldn't you know, we've got Internet Explorer hanging on for dear life, just under 1%. If you have Uh, Internet Explorer. Yes, those people need to stop, stop. right? I mean, No one listening to this podcast would dare use Internet Explorer, of course. (laughs) Uh, Chrome, by the way, has a crazy 66.6% market share, so it's not even close. It's really just a race for a second. Now, I thought this was so cool. The site that compiles all this data, it's called StatCounter. They have browser data going back to 2009, which it blows my mind that that was 13 years ago. I Anyway, the leader then also had around 65% of the market share. That was Internet Explorer. Firefox was at 23% back then. Chrome was only 1.5%. I remember Firefox being kind of the privacy browser. I used it back then, and it had tabs, which Internet Explorer didn't have. Uh, Certainly fallen off since then. Chrome slowly climbed up. It became the leader in 2013 and is stuck in that spot. One more note from the browser world. Uh, Firefox just released version 100. Um, the big update oh, with wow. this one, yeah, it's got a picture-in-picture option. So basically, you can pop out videos so that you can keep watching them while you go do things in other tabs, which is pretty cool. Um, Safari mm. does this too, but Firefox says theirs is way better because they have captions and subtitles. So if you're into that, try it out. Um, these days, I use Edge and Brave the most. The Firefox features sound pretty cool. I might look at it, but what browsers are all of you using? I use a combination of Chrome. Edge and Firefox, Whoa. different monitors, different different browsers. Look at you, Chrome, okay? Chrome, <laughs> Chrome and Firefox. It depends on whether I, what I'm using that day. Yeah, I'm Chrome and Safari. Mm, yeah, I know. Oh yeah, I've got Safari open too. Oh, see, there we go. Okay. I mean, I have you an know, iPhone. Sometimes I feel like my brain is a web browser. You know what I mean? It's like you ever have that? It's like you have like. 21 tabs open, yeah. five have crashed, and you don't know where the music is coming <laughs> from, right? Exactly. It's like, where is that? Okay, Matt, what's going on with China and asteroids? This is a fascinating story. China recently announced that they will be sending their own rocket to try to test uh, whether or not they're able to uh, stop a asteroid from hitting Earth. Now, if you might have remembered, NASA recently did their own mission called DART, which is supposedly doing the same thing. Now, the issue comes in because the Internet has now gone to these crazy conspiracy theories, and I'll, I'll get to the top two. The top one is that these are not just missions to test this, that these are actual asteroids that would hit the Earth, and that these space organizations are trying to stop them without alerting the public and making everybody panic. Now, that's the first one. The second one that I find even more fascinating is that they're not trying to deviate these asteroids from hitting Earth. They're trying to wrangle them into a low Earth orbit so that they, they can then mine these asteroids for precious minerals, which is something that both of these space organizations have admitted to wanting to get into. But they don't want mm. to alert the other space agencies because then there'd be the space race. So now that it's, a, it's the United States first and then China second, it has raised these conspiracy theories to a new level. How far away are these things? How When are we, we going to get these space minerals? So... 
the NASA one is set to reach its destination on a asteroid just inside the asteroid belt in between Mars and Jupiter um, this year in October of 2022. The wow. China one is set to hit sometime in the summer of next year of 2023. Wow, that is something. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but asteroids are not vegetarians. <laughs> they are meteors. Oh. <laughs> I, and oh. speaking of... Uh, we have some really great jokes at the end you don't want to miss. Uh, Ben's going to be really with some serious stuff, a security alert. With, I think you're going to be shocked by some of the worst apps that are actually tracking you everywhere you go and what you're doing. Uh, we have trivia with Matt coming up, some crypto news with Allie, and, of course, some great tips to make you sound smarter at dinner parties and on Zoom calls. And, of course, you have more of me, Kim Commando, so stay right where you are here with Tech Refresh. Welcome back to Tech Refresh, your weekly fun podcast about everything digital. Just a quick reminder, make sure that you rate us and you give us a nice five-star review so that this way more people will say, wow, Tech Refresh, I need to have that podcast. And of course, you get Tech Refresh as Tech Refresh, or you get it on Fridays when you subscribe to Kim Commando today. And so let's talk about some great tips. Now, if you haven't tapped into using smart plugs in your home, I know this is not you, Ben. Uh, you're totally missing out. These are these little marvels that sit between a power socket and, say, a lamp. And you can control whatever you want using a smart plug with an app on your phone, whether you're at home or another part of the world. So say you're going out of town. You can set timers on a few lamps. You remember those old things that you could get at the Home Depot? Forget that. No, we don't want those anymore. You're going to get a smart plug. And then this way you can set the lights on and off so it looks like you're home, put on schedules. Uh, when you're coming home late at night, you can just tell her to turn them all on. Uh, what about the kid's gaming console or TV? If you're tired of fighting with them, yes, I've been there. Uh, you can put it on a smart plug. And then when you're at work, you can just go, bing, it's off. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can also schedule the Xbox, the TV. If you sleep with a fan or maybe a heated blanket, you can have it turn off automatically in the middle of the night. So you might be saying, like, so which is the best smart plug ever? Well, you want to start with whatever ecosystem that you're in. I mean, if you're using Alexa, Google, Siri, and speaking of uh, being smart, I just found these. I don't know where I've been, but I just found smart shades. Have you ever seen smart shades? I've like seen for Windows? But... Yes. Oh, you can, cool. Oh, these are so fantastic. Is that there's these little modules that you put on the shade, and then you have an app on your phone. Bing, bing, bing. Shades up. Oh, shades down, shades uh, up. And you can also say, Alexa, can you please put the shade up? <laughs> and she's like, oh, would you like all the shades up or just that one? And I'm like, oh, all oh, please. <laughs> yes. That's very handy. Smart shades. Yes, yeah. they are very, very handy. Very handy. Um, okay, so let's see. Who's up next in our tips? Ben. Yeah. So everyone here familiar with the term doxing? Yes. yes. Okay, well, for those who are not, it's uh, that's when someone uh, takes private information about you they find on the internet and posts it for everyone to see. Usually, malicious intent get back to somebody. Well, a few years ago, Google started trying to crack down on it, adding a form where you can request certain personal info be removed that would show up in Google search results. Now, it was things like ID numbers, financial details like bank account, and credit card numbers, medical records. Okay, now not sure why it took so long, but now Google is finally. Uh, expanding that to even more of your identification that you can request uh, taken off. That means your phone number. You can request email addresses. You can request your physical address 
and, you know, any wayward login credentials that are uh, showing up in results. But uh, we have a link to that form on our site. It's one form in Google that you can request any of this information uh, taken down. You submit the request, Google reviews it, and then you'll eventually be notified if they took action or decided not to. That's the easy part. But something else to keep in mind of, while you might be successful in getting Google to remove this info uh, from search results, that's all that's happening. The info is still going to be on whatever sites mm. that Google pulled those results mm-hmm. from. Womp, womp, womp. So you still have to, we have tips on the site too about, you know, going through some of the most popular people search sites and getting your information uh, removed from those as well. It takes, yes, you have to go site by site, but it really is, uh, you know, worth your time. You know, it just reminds me, I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago on the show, as I got a call from a woman who was trying to get her age taken off the internet <laughs> because she was getting into online dating. Okay. And she's like, okay, I don't really want to be that age. And so can I, I mean, that she didn't really say that, but that was kind of like between the lines. And so, yeah. And once it's out there, it's really hard to get rid of mm-hmm. any type of that information. Now, Allie, you are like totally on the browser train today. I right? sure am. I mean, what's going yes. on? Well, uh, we were talking about how we all have kind of all the browsers, right? We might not use them all, but across my Mac, my Windows computer, my phone, I do have them all. And I had this moment of like, oh, they all do different things when I start them, right? Some open up all the tabs that you had open before. Some just open up a blank window. And of course, you can customize this to be whatever you want. Now, the steps are basically the same for every browser. The caveat, sorry, Kim, Safari, you cannot customize this. You just get the blank window. But in the other major browsers, you can set it up to open just that blank tab. Yes, you can continue where you left off, which means every tab you had open comes back. I only suggest doing this if you're someone who cleans out your tabs. Otherwise, you're going to go insane. (laughs) And then you can open up a specific page or set of pages. This one is actually pretty cool, especially if you find yourself using, you know, maybe the same spreadsheets for work all the time or you have to open up the same sites every day. They can just open up automatically for you. For me, uh, I use Edge for most of my work, and I do that. I have certain sites that just open up, you know, spreadsheets and all that that I know I'm going to use. For my personal stuff, I keep it to the blank tab because the brain thing you talked about, Kim. Yes, I have too many tabs (laughs) open already. Um, So look in your browser setting menu. It's usually under something called On Startup, and you can customize it there. Hmm. Wow, you know, that is really a great tip. And now I'm sad. I know. Safari doesn't have that. You could do it in Chrome. I know, but I, le- I feel like I'm left out of the cool kids. I mean, <laughs> it's not there. All right, Matt, talk to us about how we can design a room without picking up the sofa and moving it across the room and only right. to say, you know what, it doesn't look good there. Exactly. <laughs> I actually really like redecorating rooms. I remember this as I was a kid. I would love to redecorate my room or remove beds around or dresses around constantly. Parents hated it. But still love that trend today. So – when I'm looking at the, the living room or a bedroom and I want to redecorate it, I always think, okay, how am I going to put this dresser over here? How's the light going to sit on here? Well, you can use this really handy site called roomstyler.com. It's incredibly handy. You can pick the size of the room and you can do odd long rooms or long rooms or square rooms. It doesn't really matter. You can pick however, whatever shape it is. And it has a massive list of objects and beds and sofas with the perfect dimensions. And then you can take 3D pictures from any angle Ooh. in this three-dimensional room. And you can add lighting and windows and pick what time of day it is. So <laughs> you want to see how this room's going to look at 5 p.m. in the middle of fall. You can choose that and see exactly how this room's going to look at whatever direction northwest, east it's facing. So it's really, really handy. I just redecorated my office over the weekend to get a better kind of 
uh, you know, feel to the room. Now, is it free? It's 100% free. How are they making money? By ads? I think so. There's, it does ask for cookies, so be careful. Um, I would do a little bit of research on, on how much you – and you can always get rid of that cookie later. Sure. But um, they do ask for cookies when you when you sign in and you create an account. Um, but it's, it is it is free. I think there's a premium version that allows you to add um, like specialty items. So you can add like specific items that are more, you know, rare or whatever. That's really, that's really cool. That's a, you know, that's a great tip, Matt. I mean, the only, pe- the only people who I think I couldn't use this, I mean, like that said, you know, this is just not for me. Probably like zombies trying to rearrange the <laughs> living room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time now for a little trivia. And Matt, you're on tap this week to try to stump us all with some amazing fact that we didn't know before now. Yes, I'm very excited about this one. We were talking about space earlier with the asteroids. Well, the Voyager 1 spacecraft is the farthest spacecraft from Earth at 14.5 billion miles away. Now, that's hard to fathom, so we're going to do that as a trivia question, all right? Ooh. If... You were to travel back and forth between the Earth and the Moon, one a round trip. How many times is it the same equivalent as as far away as the Voyager One? Okay, this is like major oh. math. Okay, I'm just unfair. Hey, math is fun. A ten thousand times. B one hundred thousand times. C thirty thousand times. D seven thousand times. How many times would it take Gosh. you going back and forth in the Earth to get as far away as the no Voyager idea. 1? I'm gonna, I, it's one of those. Okay. <laughs> it's just one of those. Maybe. I'm going to go with yeah. C, the furthest, the, the most trips. What was it, 30,000? 100,000 was B. Oh, okay. I'll do that oh. one. Okay. Since she, since Allie didn't want to do, she really wanted to see, I'll take C. Okay. So. Okay. You know, <laughs> those brain tabs we were talking about earlier, like five of them just crashed. This, so, um, Blue screen. Yeah. Death. So I'm going to go with A on this one. All right. All right. Well, the winner is one of you and it is Kim Commando. Oh, <laughs> oh. See, Allie, you should have stuck ah. with your first. The, they always say your, your gut one is always the first one is always the best one. Dang it. If you think. traveled back and forth between the moon and the earth, it would be 30,000 times oh. before you reach the distance that Voyager 1, which is even outside of our solar system. It's, it's outside the Oort cloud, which is the farthest reaches of our solar system. Wow. That was a good one, Matt. That's, that's something that I think I'll never share with anybody, but it was really fun at the moment. If someone ever asks you that specific question. <laughs> it so doesn't smart. really come up a lot. On, you know, <laughs> say like, you know, if it comes up on Jeopardy, if I ever get on Jeopardy, I'll say, you know, like, you know, who was Matt? Okay, because that would <laughs> be the answer. All right, still to come on here on Tech Refresh, we have a major security alert to tell you about. Of course, we have those jokes at the end. And you want to stay right where you are because coming right up next, we have Allie with some really good crypto news and scams that we need to tell you about. And also, Matt's going to be making us hip and telling us what exactly is trending on the web here on Tech Refresh. Welcome to Tech Refresh. Of course, it's your weekly podcast about everything digital, and that includes cryptocurrency. So Allie is our, well, our renowned, our beloved crypto mm. gal. And so tell us, Allie, what's going on in crypto scam land this week? Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot, but we're going to focus on one. Uh, we've been talking about crypto for a while here, and I, you've probably heard me say several times, don't Google that name. And that's because yes. Google does a really bad job at protecting us from scammy ads. 
All it takes is a few bucks and the name of a project that you want to pretend to be, and you can get a lot of people to click over to your phishing website. Okay, get this. From April 12th to April 21st alone, about $4.3 million was stolen from people searching for projects on the Terra blockchain. This is just one blockchain. Wow. (laughs) Money from about 52 different wallet addresses was all transferred to one spot, and a security company that researched this found that most of the money was stolen from people who clicked Google phishing ads. Okay. Yes. How do these work? Okay. Say you're looking for Astroport. That is a crypto exchange, and it's one of these terror projects that these scammers impersonated. You don't know the website for Astroport, so you Google it. Okay. You click the top result. It takes you to a website, and that is where things go downhill. The scam sites are generally pretty simple, and they involve a button to connect your crypto wallet. Except the process also involves putting in your seed phrase. You've heard me oh, say before, no. never, You're never, kidding. never, never give out your seed phrase. Uh, oh. Don't put it into a website. Don't give it to somebody saying, I'm going to make you a bunch of money. Don't give it to your mom. Nobody. Keep your seed phrase private. That is what in- controls your entire crypto wallet. And if you put it in anywhere, the person who gets it has total control of your money. So if you're looking for something in the crypto world, <laughs> how do you find it? Okay. Avoid the ads at the top. Um, you're going to keep scrolling down to the organic results. Everything that's an ad is labeled as one. So if you see ad, please just keep scrolling. Uh, There are usually a few before you get to those not paid for results. Twitter is also a really good place to find legitimate URLs for, you know, sites, companies, wallets, exchanges, whatever it is. Search for what you're looking for, find their profile. Do a little poking around before you just click a link. You know, see if their username makes sense. Check the display name and the username. Make sure that they match. See how many followers there are. See if they respond to people. See what kind of stuff is in their feed. If it's just list of tagged accounts, no, that's a scammy account. Mm. Get out of there. Um, be safe out there, please. Don't click the ads. That's my big takeaway for today. Yeah, you know what? And that goes across the board for mm. anything, especially like if you're looking for like online jobs, yes, right? It is I not mean, just crypto. Yeah. It's like you know, you just have to really be careful of where whatever you do online, especially when it comes to money. All right, we're going to switch gears right now. Thanks for that, uh, those tips, Al. Um, with Matt, our dedicated internet scout who likes to go online, and you hang out on TikTok. How much, Matt? Um, I don't want to talk about it <laughs> too <Okay>. much. Oh. <laughs> it's private. All right. So yeah. what's going on on TikTok that everybody's talking about? TikTok can be a dark place. A lot of times it can get very political or it can get very, you know, dark. Well, This is probably my favorite lighthearted story that I've seen on TikTok in the last few months. There's this woman, her name's Kate User on TikTok, and she was trying to record a dancing TikTok that was just kind of cute. And I'm going to play the sound for you, and we'll talk about what happened next. So this is her trying to do a dance. Okay. So that okay, what ah! was was that? That was her. That was her. So going like going doing that again. Make that sound again, Matt. What was she doing? So she's trying to do a little dance, and then she hits her side on the edge of, of the bedpost of her oh, bed, okay. and she and she makes that sound. Now, she posted it, and she said, stitch this. And a stitch on TikTok is basically when someone does a, a duet or tries to do something with that sound that you created with, like, a side-by-side screen. Well, this immediately went viral. People were using this sound to start songs or to find other things, <laughs> and it all uh, came to a head when the Michael Bublé TikTok account came on and did this one, and I'll I'll play it for you real very quick. Just haven't met 
<laughs> okay, that's funny. And that single TikTok did over 3.5 million oh, views. And the and the duets and the shares on her original video have over 10 million shares on that one video of a woman just hitting her side on the edge of a bedpost. So, so, so Matt, does she make any money off of this? They do. TikTok does pay you per views. They do. I don't, I don't know the exact rate because it is an algorithm kind of like YouTube where it changes on a, on a weekly to daily basis. So it, it's not really sure how much exactly she made. She hasn't come out and said, oh, I made 17 million off of this. But, you know. She made a probably a good amount of money from just. You know what? I I think I would be interested, and I I think aren't you interested, Allie? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be interested. Like, how much money that you could make on TikTok? Absolutely. Could you figure that out for us? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and then speaking of TikTok, aren't you making videos for us? I am. I have a new one coming out today that I just recorded yesterday. That's going to be really interesting. It's about how to keep uh, Google out of your or keep websites from using your Google account to track your information. And then how do they follow us on TikTok, Matt? I think it's something like Kim Commando, I believe. <laughs> okay, uh, something like that. I think that's <laughs> where it is. You know, speaking of sounds, just a little transition. Okay, what sound does a cow make when it runs out of milk? Anybody? Anybody? Is it moo? No, <laughs> he, they don't make a sound. It's utter silence. Oh. <laughs> hmm. All right. Yes, we and we have more jokes to come that are better than those. I promise. We can stay right where you are because Ben's up next talking to us about mental health and prayer apps and how they're failing to protect our privacy. Here are with technical. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's really fun podcast about everything digital. And yes, make sure that you sign up for the current newsletter. Head over to getthecurrent.com. Once again, that's getthecurrent.com. Just comes out twice a week. It's exclusive links, exclusive news. You don't see anything on commando.com about this or on the shows or here on Tech Refresh. It's all new and fun stuff. And it kind of gives you the tech news, but with our take and how you can use it. So you sign up at getthecurrent.com. That's getthecurrent.com. All right, Ben. So what's going on with these uh, mental health and prayer apps? Well, this brings us back to browsers because we were talking about Firefox. Uh, the company behind that, Mozilla, has this uh, really handy report. It's called Privacy Not Included, and they regularly update it with, you know, the privacy and security implications of gadgets and apps. Well, their most recent uh, addition uh, deals with how well certain apps that uh, cover sensitive topics, mental health and, uh, you know, prayer apps, um, how well they protect your data. And, I mean, we're covering, you know, apps like eating disorders, like depression, anxiety, PTSD, uh, domestic violence, uh, thoughts of suicide. Well, according to this report, a bunch of the apps that focus on these don't do not do a great job at all at protecting oh, your data. Yeah. So That's so sad. It really yeah. is. Really. And I won't go through the whole list, but one of them, uh, a prevention app called Better Stop Suicide, a very vague privacy policy about how much data is one collected and the way it's used really just super vague another one a, a meditation app called calm uh, collects a lot of personal info from in the app and outside sources and why Ooh, I, have that on my, I have that on my phone i'm I going to remove too. i used to yeah. use that too not very calming is it no, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had to join in uh the list goes on you have an app pray.com and get this one called King James Bible Daily Verse and Audio, and it looks like an official, you know, Bible app, but it's 
It comes from some Hong Kong-based mobile game developer uh, mm. with shady data collection practices. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So do we have the list over we on do. the website, Ben? We have the yeah. list on the site. So you definitely want to check that list. And speaking of other sad news, mm. Mm. well, our very own Ben Bradley is breaking loose, and he's... <laughs> Moving on. He's getting going back into the news business, right, Ben? I am. And I just wanted to say uh, thank you. This has been, I've, I've enjoyed every minute of this podcast back and forth with you guys. And, uh, you know, as far as the uh, listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed, you know, my, my occasional bad joke. But <laughs> that you found the information useful. And, you know, I, I wish you guys the best on this podcast. I know it's going to continue growing and and I'll miss you. Well, guys. we're going to miss you too, Ben. So you can't be a stranger, okay? I will not be a stranger. I'm not leaving the area of where, you know, we all are. So, yes, maybe, you know. And so, you know, and, and you're always welcome to come back. And, you know, if you do like, you install like another hundred different items on your Wi Fi network, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. we, you could just come back and say, okay, here's the, here are the 10 more things that I just did over the weekend and that my wife and my kids are looking at me like, Dad is crazy. I'm going to come in and it's kind of like, you guys, I finally figured out how many devices will just blow up your network. <laughs> that would be good, too. Well, we certainly love you, Ben, and thank you for everything that you've done for us here at the show and on the site and in the scripts and everything like that. And we are going to miss you. And on a happier note, I have three jokes right now, okay? And I would like you to, as you're listening, I'd like you to figure out, like, which one is one that we sh that I should, the only one that I should have told. Okay. <laughs> so if I had to pick one out of the three, which one should it have been? Okay. You ready for number one? Okay. These are all kind of, these are all tech jokes too, by the way. Okay. What do computers love to do in the summer at the beach? What do computers love to do in the summer at the beach? Okay. They put on some spam block for protection <laughs> so they can safely surf the net while catching some fish. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Okay, that one. I'm writing down my rankings. Okay, okay. Okay, this is number two. Number two. What are computers' favorite snacks? What are computers' favorite snacks? Microchips, fish sticks, and cookies. <laughs> But just a few bites of each. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Okay, finally, number three. Number three. Why did the hacker organize a marathon? Why did the hacker organize a marathon? He wanted to make $100 from many people who ran somewhere. <laughs> oh, okay. Are, were they just all bad? I mean, is there one that is okay? I'm going with number I like, three. I like the third, yeah. I okay. liked number two because it had a little twist at the end that I wasn't expecting. Oh, yeah, just a few bites of each. Yes. Okay. So, so I'm okay. And one was just really bad. The spam block protection. Is that what we're, yeah. It's okay. That was, it was okay. It was, it was so bad it was good then again. It came back around. You, you tried, know? Kim. You know what? Okay. You know what? You're like, because you're my friends. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so it's, you're like the people who say, you know what? You know, do these jeans make me look fat? No. no not at all. No, they look great. You know, never, ever would they ever make your butt look too big, which, I you know, as a matter of fact, butts are big now, so we all want that, okay. frankly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to give us a great five star review because I know you laughed at each and every one of those jokes. And make sure that you get the current.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting all of our shows. And uh, we'll see you here next week. 